This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. We're at it again. It's a Wednesday edition of Writer Than You. Without Bill Ryder, Andrew Bogish once again in for Bill. And once again, Cell graces us with his presence. You can be part of the fun at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Get us on Twitter at CBS at Andrew Bogish as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Ken. And we are live across the country on CBS Sports Radio, on the free Odyssey app and Sirius XM Channel 158. The middle portion, the middle game of this three-game set for me in Bill's chair. And just like yesterday, we've got a lot of football and we've got a lot of baseball to get to. There is... Sad news in baseball today, as you know by now, I'm sure, losing overnight the best to ever do it. And that is fact, that's science, that is indisputable. You can discuss who was the best pitcher of all time, the best hitter of all time, the best player of all time. There is no debate, with all due respect to everyone else, nobody was better at calling baseball than Vin Scully, the legendary voice of the Dodgers, of baseball, of non-baseball moments as well. Did you know that Vin Scully called the catch? Dwight Clark, back of the end zone, Niners-Cowboys. He was the voice at times of the Masters as well. Nobody was better. And we lost Vin overnight, and everybody mourns his passing, his loss, and a voice fully, finally silenced that we're never going to hear again. Literally and figuratively, there will never be anyone as good, better than Vin Scully at what he did. He was the peak, the pinnacle of his profession. And we will remember him throughout the morning, including with today's lone guest, Alana Rizzo, MLB Network co-host of High Heat in the afternoons on MLB Network. And she will join us in this first hour, initially scheduled just to help us get through all of the trade deadline from yesterday. But Alana also... Knows Vince Scully well from her time on Dodgers TV. So a perfect person to talk to this morning. That comes up 
later in this hour. We'll also have our own thoughts on the trade deadline. In particular, just a straight-up bad day. There's no two ways about it. Yesterday was not a good day for the Washington Nationals. Sympathy for their fans, sympathy for the team, but no sympathy for the front office and ownership that led to yesterday Juan Soto going cross-country to the San Diego Padres. For sure, a hefty load of prospects, and with all apologies necessary, we closed yesterday's show with me wondering just how badly the Padres had fleeced the Nationals for Juan Soto and Josh Bell because I was reading off a tweet from J.P. Morosi from MLB.com, MLB Network, that didn't include Mackenzie Gore. Now, Gore and C.J. Abrams and the other names, it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of potential. Can't imagine any of them are Juan Soto, but Gore's inclusion in that deal made things a little bit more palatable from my perspective. But still, Juan Soto should have been a national forever, and he's not, and that's on all of those who are in charge that couldn't keep that relationship together. Buy or sell, of course, comes your way in hour number two. We've got the latest on Jerry Jones v. Jimmy Johnson. Some NFL bets as well with the season fast approaching. And for those keeping score at home, I did again my beautiful leisurely walk from the train station to the building. It's about a half mile, three quarters of a mile. And I got here today without any incidents, no connections to any of D-Cell's worst fears. No one asked me for directions. There was no moon landing in front of me. I was not presented with a Trey Lance or Tom Brady question by anyone on the street as well. So I got here without incident to begin the show with one of the men I just mentioned, Tom Brady. It's TB12's birthday. Is he 45 today? I mean, leave me alone. 45, still playing, still playing well. But today, even less so than normal, we're not going to be complimentary. And I'll begin this conversation with an admission that you probably know by now, this is not my favorite guy. And this is a football thing. It's just about football. And it is in its essence. It's not going to sound like that ever. But there is a compliment in here. This begins from a place Because Tom Brady is so damn good and so damn successful, he turned me. And this, you know, like this is a a very small list. It might really only be he and Derek Jeter. Irrational, unnecessary, petty dislike because they're so good. They're annoyingly good. And it puts me in a position where I like to celebrate the negative. And along the way, we've had deflated footballs. We've had laughs at avocado toast and whatnot. But here we are this morning on paper from the NFL, from Roger Goodell, reconfirming what I've wanted to be confirmed for a while now. It's a gift to me, to us, to my fellow TB12 haters. On TB12's birthday, well, the day before, but just in time for his birthday, we got the NFL announcing punishment for the Dolphins for their owner Stephen Ross kind of suggesting they tank he gets a 1.5 million dollar fine the team loses a first round pick coming up in the next draft and a third round pick the year after Ross also air quotes suspended through mid-October another guy below him in the chain of command fined 500k for the tanking suggestions 
for tampering with Sean Payton, talking to him about being their head coach while he was still the Saints head coach, and tampering with Tom Brady. Not just recently when he was a Buccaneer, but also when he was a New England Patriot. The Dolphins were talking to Tom Brady directly about joining the organization in various forms, on the field, off the field, playing, management, executive, ownership, whatever. It was all against the rules. And while the Dolphins were the only ones punished yesterday, and we'll get to them, I got to begin with TB12. Because I guess in his defense, he didn't necessarily shy away from the Dolphins. Let's go back to early June. The rumors were already out there. The suggestions already out there that Brady might have had this kind of almost devious plan as we tried to figure out whether or not he was good with Bruce Arians, leaving as head coach, wanted to play again. He was retired. He wasn't retired. All nestled in there was the idea that he had been talking to the Dolphins and maybe as far as this evil, devious plan to join the Dolphins as some off-field role, but then go, oh, you know what, I want to play football again. And then kind of force the Buccaneers to trade his playing rights to Miami to let him quarterback the Miami Dolphins. So those questions had to be asked when Brady got behind a microphone for the first time in a long time, early June, at Buccaneers minicamp. Again, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, as I've had for the last three or four years in my career, about, you know, different opportunities when I'm done playing with football. So... Um, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do, and um, I'll, be, I'll get to be in the game of football. And I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now and, you know, what I hope to do for this team. Now, again, Petty Me would have loved for Brady to have said, who are the Dolphins? I don't have Stephen Ross's phone number. So we had that smoking gun to throw in his face today. We don't have that. We actually have Brady going, yeah, I talked to everybody. I talked to a lot of people. And I remember being excited that day taking that as solid confirmation that the devious plan had been in the works, that he was trying to force the Buccaneers' hands. Instead of being open and honest, he was going to go through 14 backdoors. Backdoors, dastardly, maneuvering, playing chess while they were playing checkers in an evil way to get himself to Miami. Quarterback, part owner, whatever. That would have been good enough for petty old me. But now we got this. And we get the added wrinkle of these conversations were happening when he was still in New England. And Brady, we can't dismiss the fact that he was all in on this. This wasn't the Dolphins calling, texting, emailing, DMing, and TB12 was ignoring. And told someone, hey, they won't leave me alone, but I, you know me, I follow the rules. I, I'm a patriot. I'm a buccaneer. I can't talk to them now. I wouldn't talk to them now. I wouldn't compromise my relationships. I wouldn't go behind Bill Belichick's back or Bruce Arians' back or Todd Light's back. I wouldn't do that to Mike Evans. I wouldn't do that to Gronk. I'm here. I'm in New England. I'm in Tampa Bay. These are my guys. I don't care about Miami. No, no, he kept answering. They talked. They might have had plans. And if you really want to go deep into the weeds of conspiracy and maybe even pettiness and hate and irrationality, there's this little developing conspiracy theory because you remember that this whole story, Dolphins, 
tampering, tweaking, racist hiring practices fueled by Bill Belichick accidentally texting Brian Flores when he meant to text Brian Dable about the Giants job, congratulating Dable on getting it before Flores interviewed. That text went to Flores, which we just thought was an accident. Now, there are some people, and I can't go this far, even as petty and whatever I might be, that think Belichick did that on purpose. Like, that was him blowing the whistle on Dable, Giants, Dolphins. He knew he was texting Flores. The ruse being, oh, I thought you were Brian Dable. And that's what got all of this going. I can't go that far. But some people are, and I'm not going to stop them. But all we know for fact now, as per the NFL, that Brady is all in on this. This may seem unimportant to you. It may be unimportant in reality. But to me, I like it. I like weapons. I like ammo. I like having things to poke fun at with Tom Brady and others. And this is great. I love this. I'm thankful for this. But there is a serious side to this. And that's about tampering and tanking their existence. We know both happen. We we discussed it just yesterday in the NBA how rampant tampering is. You'd be more than naive to think that teams aren't sneaking conversations in in March a few days before they're allowed to or if a GM and an agent cross past the combine in February in Indy over shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's. They don't mention a pending free agent. It happens all the time. But this was multiple, apparently detailed, spanning years and teams conversations, Brady and the Dolphins, about somehow getting him to Miami. And after all of this investigation, and after six months of this investigation, we get the punishment yesterday. And the focus from the NFL... I think incorrectly, is on Stephen Ross and the Dolphins. And Brady can't be punished under the current setup because that would have to be a PA-negotiated deal. And, you know, no player is going to sign off on because they want to do they want to be tampered with, like Brady was clearly wanting to be tampered with here. So they're not ever going to sign off on punishment for them in these scenarios. But what the NFL came up with yesterday, to me, is another bit of confirmation that they don't really care about tampering or tanking. They can talk a good game, especially about tanking. It's a cardinal sin. We hate it. You can't do it. And there are big fancy words thrown around by by Roger Goodell in the statement yesterday about compromising the integrity of the game and doing your best to win. But that came after they said that Stephen, they basically told us how Stephen Ross suggested the Dolphins be bad. And he did apparently kind of in some way reference a bonus for losing, but who would have thought he was being serious? It was a joke. But those words in some form came out of his mouth. But he definitely did say, we should prioritize our 2020 draft position over 2019 on-field success. That's tanking. Because no one, and I, am I pro-tanking? That's a weird thing to say. I'm pro the idea of you need to be terrible in a rebuild. You can't do it halfway. You can't live in the middle. If you need to be bad to reset the organization, you need to be bad. But that means picking bad players, not spending money, 
It doesn't mean fumbling on purpose, dropping a pass on purpose. When the game starts, you try to win. But you put the worst possible team on the field for when the game starts, and hopefully their shortcomings take control, they don't play well, and you lose. And that's kind of where Stephen Ross was going. And after all of this, the big words and the condemnations, the NFL said, hey, Stephen Ross, you're suspended into October. We're going to take back $1.5 million from your super huge bank accounts. And we're going to take away a first-round pick and a third-round pick. None of that seems bad. None of that's a deterrent. If I'm Stephen Ross, I will gladly pay a first and a third, regardless of the fact that they have actually another first-round pick in this next draft. So they still have a number one in the 2023 draft. But even without that, I'm trading a first and a third to get an early shot, a free shot, a hidden shot at Tom Brady and or Sean Payton to be my quarterback and my head coach. I also am never going to miss $1.5 million. And suspending an owner is as useless as it comes. I mean, if you believe that Dan Snyder is really not involved in Washington operations from his yacht in the Mediterranean, or if you think Stephen Ross is really going to ignore the Dolphins from now until the middle of October, I mean, so be it. But that ain't happening. This is, again, like the NCAA is telling us that teams didn't win the didn't reach the Final Four, didn't win titles, didn't win these games because they had whatever NCAA infraction. It happened. None of this is a punishment for the Dolphins. So that kind of seems like, yeah, you know, tampering and tanking suck, but we're going to talk a good game, but we're really not going to drop the hammer. You know what dropping the hammer would have been like yesterday? Had the NFL said... Sean Payton can never coach the Dolphins. Now, I think it's somewhat implausible right now because I like Mike McDaniel. I think Mike McDaniel is going to do a good job, and I don't think they would fire Mike McDaniel after one season. But if let's assume that it was plausible that the Dolphins could be looking for a head coach in the winter, and then they hire Sean Payton after what we were told yesterday, that would look ridiculous. So the punishment the NFL cared should be that Peyton can't coach them and Brady can't play for them. If you want to tack on like a five-year window for that and after that we move on, okay, maybe. But that would have been punishment. Yesterday was not punishment for the Dolphins, wasn't punishment for Ross, and of course, not a negative peep about Tom Brady happily being part of all of that rule-breaking. Rule breaking. Phone lines are open at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Time for our first break. On the other side, the life of Vince Scully and yesterday's MLB trade deadline with Alana Rizzo from MLB Network. She's next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All morning long, we are going to play, coming back from break, some of the legendary calls. And there are so many. We would need days of shows to get through all of them after losing Vin Scully overnight at the age of 94. It's been a couple of years since Vin was behind the mic, but 67 total years from Brooklyn to L.A. with the Dodgers. And I've got a lot to say and share about Vin. Uh, I am lucky enough, I am fortunate enough to have one tiny thing in common with such a legendary person and broadcasters. Vin Scully began being Vin Scully at Fordham University, where I also went to school, working at a radio station, WFUV Sports, that he was among the founders of when he was a student. And my first love in this business is calling games. I wish I could be at a ballpark, stadium, arena, high school, college, pros. I wish I could be at one of those things every day. Taking the game, bringing it from those venues to you in your car, at home. I love radio. It's an art form to do radio play-by-play. It's a different job than TV play-by-play. TV play-by-play is about conversation. It's about your analysts. It's about the visual. But when you're on radio doing play-by-play of any event, it's about you. It's your voice. It's your word choice. It's your inflection. It's your energy that brings that event home or to your car, your backyard, whatever. And it's magic when it's done correctly. And nobody did it better than Vince Scully. Nobody did. And I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. It's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Was Vince Scully lucky to be next to all of these remarkable moments in sports? Not just baseball moments, but football and golf as well. Or were those moments lucky to have Vince Scully behind the mic for them to make them that much more significant. And the beauty of his calls, there's no shtick, there's no pre-thought things, there's no catchphrases, there's no made-up nicknames, there's no screaming. There's just him and that voice and the simplest of words and when he was on TV, which is a skill that not everybody has, he knew when to stop talking and let you just listen to the moment. We've had legends surpass legends on the field. I can't imagine anyone getting in the same stratosphere as Vince Scully. And I, there have been, there are remarkable men that have done this job for a long time as well. I mentioned Ernie Harwell just yesterday in a CBS Sports Minute. Red Barber, 
Jack Brickhouse. I mean, you if you're older or you're a historian from for broadcasting, you know all of these names that called baseball in particular when baseball was still America's pastime and when radio was the main way that you lived and loved and heard and followed baseball. Those guys are legends. But then there's Vin Scully. The most amazing thing for him, and this again connects to kind of my my love for the skill and for the job, is he was the Dodgers. And there are some people who think he was the most beloved Dodger. When there were events at games and he was introduced, sometimes the ovation for Vince Scully was louder than it was for any of the Dodger players. That is how entrenched he was in the organization because of who he was. Uh, And it's just, it's a sad, sad day in baseball with Vince Scully no longer among us. As promised, uh, let's get on the guest line right now and a perfect time to chat with Alana Rizzo. Right now, MLB Network, see your weekday afternoons on high heat, but a longtime member of Dodger TV. Alana is with us here this morning. It's Andrew in New York. Alana, thanks so much for waking up for us. We appreciate it. Um, I I don't know what the first question should be because I don't know where to begin on someone like Vince Scully. So I'm just going to sit back and let you tell me about the Vince Scully that you know and worked with. Good morning, Andrew. Yeah, this is a very tough day uh, for baseball. It's a very tough day for the the world of sports and certainly a very tough day for Los Angeles and the Dodgers family. Uh, The passing of Vince Scully leaves a tremendous void uh, in all of us. And I'm having difficulty putting things into words about what he meant and what an enormity of a loss this is. Uh, Vin is a legend. And I just heard you talking about the fact that he oftentimes received a, a larger ovation than some of the past and current players. And you're absolutely right. Vince Foley is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And if you think about the Mount Rushmore of Dodger players and Dodger um, personnel, Vince Foley is right there. And, and this is a man that was able to be the soundtrack of our lives and the soundtrack of our childhood for generations. I mean, for many people, Vince Foley is almost emblematic of a grandfather or a father. And and this is a man that our grandparents know and our children know to be the best that have ever done it. A man that's able to paint a picture uh, and humanize the game and humanize the players, but also be able to call a game beautifully with a recollection of facts and figures and stats. And it's just a, it's a huge void. And to lose a man at 94, you say, wow, what a life, what a legacy on and off the field. But I don't think anybody is ever ready for the passing of somebody that is their idol and is a legend. And sometimes you meet your legends and they disappoint. Then Scully never disappointed. And um, I, I'm not certain, you know, how how people are going to get over this. Um, it, it's a tough loss, probably one of the toughest losses in terms of a Dodger icon. And oftentimes, Alana, when we lose greats, we say, you know, he or she was even a better person than player or whatever. But that is extremely true with Vin. I had a couple of very small connections to him, and I mean, you saw him every day for years. I mean, he was just an amazing man long before he was doing and being an amazing broadcaster. I mean, he was a guy that worked his way up to where he was and actually beloved the game of baseball. I mean, he grew up literally and figuratively in the shadows of the polo grounds. He was very much a New York Giant fan. He was born in New York and, and very much a New York Giant fan, and later said he absolutely confessed that to Dodgers fans time and time again. He <laughs> yeah. joked and said it was good for the soul to get that confession out there. But you can understand why he was a New York Giants fan. And then, 
you know, Red Barber gave him the opportunity to start, you know, broadcasting an inning a game and just realized how good Vin was and the talent that he had. And then when Red Barber stepped away, Vin Scully became the voice of the Dodgers. And then when the O'Malley family moved the Dodgers from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, Vin came. And, and Los Angeles and the West Coast was introduced to a young man that just had a talent unlike any other. And, and Vin Scully, um, as I said, was the soundtrack of generations of not only Dodger games, but many, many sporting events and iconic calls. I mean, perhaps his most iconic call was when Kirk Gibson, um, you know, was able to, to hit that home run in game one of the 1988 World Series when Kirk Gibson couldn't even walk at the time. And then perhaps his most poignant call was when Hank Aaron broke the home run record and reached 715 home runs. And I don't know if you remember, but if you listen to the call, and John Miller, a great broadcaster in his own right, said it best, that Vince Scully had the call, and then he just went silent for about three to four minutes. And when he came back on the air, he described what was going on perfectly and described it as a moment not only great for the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia and great for the sport of baseball, but really a world moment in which a black man was being given a standing ovation in the Deep South. That was Vin Scully, an ability to paint a picture and, and relate to so many different things. And this, this, one's, this one's really hard. Yeah, and, and you're right in saying, I mean, 94 years old, we, we went through him stepping away and no longer being in the booth. And it's a remarkable life. But you were right in saying that you're never, you're never prepared for it. And it still feels selfishly like we didn't get enough Vin. Agreed. And I don't know that, I mean, Vin could have lived to 394 and we never would have gotten enough Vin. I mean, this is, this is somebody that you selfishly never wanted to see go. And, and, and we selfishly think that, and imagine what his family feels and his children and his grandchildren. And unfortunately his beautiful wife, Sandy passed before Vin, um, you know, but imagine what they're feeling right now. And we were selfish and wanted him in our homes every single day during baseball games. But this is the, this is their father. This is their blood, their grandfather. And, it's difficult to think about what they're going through right now. But, I mean, this is a man that was everybody's grandfather. He was everyone's family member. And, and it is a huge loss. It's almost as if you're mourning somebody that you've lost from your own family. And, and Vin just had an ability to touch people's lives that way. And, I mean, imagine imagine the events and the people that he's covered, from, you know, from the late, great Jackie Robinson to first ballot Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw. I mean, the man has spanned generations of unbelievable players. And... Nobody has ever commanded an audience better, and no one will ever do it better than Vin. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work alongside him for a few years in my time. I had spent seven seasons with the Dodgers, so 14 through 16 I was with Vin. And, you know, I will cherish that forever because you're, you're working amongst a legend, and I will be forever grateful of that. Alana Rizzo, MLB Network, with us this morning here on CBS Sports Radio. We originally were going to talk just trade deadline today, so we, let's go to that and let's go to Vin's Dodgers. Now, they didn't make huge moves. They watched the Padres do that over the last two days or so. So I can't imagine the NL West is going to change hands. But when we get to the postseason, multi-game series, Alana, who do you like more right now, San Diego or the Dodgers? I have to say, and I know that it does sound that I'm biased, but understand, just hear me out for a second. The Dodgers didn't have to make a splash for the sake of making a splash. You think about the fact that they're getting some pretty big splashes coming back. Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Bruce Dargratterall, and Blake Trinan are all coming back. 
that's some pretty heavy hitters in terms of not only the starting rotation with Bueller and May, but the bullpen help at the back end, particularly with Bruce Dark Gratterall and Blake Trinan. So I don't think Andrew Friedman needs to go out there and make a massive splash because he has those key components coming back. That being said, A.J. Preller definitely won the trade deadline. I mean, how can you not say that with the acquisitions in terms of trade of Juan Soto and Josh Bell, which I do think fixes their uh, lack of production at first base? Uh, I, I think Mike Rizzo did a good job, too, getting those tremendous prospects, you know, Mackenzie Gore. Um, and I like the fact that Eric Cosmer was able to go to Boston because I do still think that Eric Cosmer has some life left in that bat. Um, I still think you based, you know, based on what the Dodgers have done in the past and until the Dodgers can consistent, or excuse me, until the Padres can consistently beat the Dodgers and show that they're the better team, I'm still going with the Dodgers because the Dodgers, you know, won the pennant eight straight years until the Giants beat them last year by one game. Um, and the Padres, yes, that they, they're making big splashes. And on paper, wow. But I put the Dodgers lineup and the Dodgers pitching staff up against anybody in the National League, plus just the experience that the Dodgers have had over the course of the last almost decade. All right, let's keep doing this kind of pick em exercise. Yankees or Astros now? <laughs> Those are two teams, Andrew, that I didn't think needed to do anything. And I think both teams just got a lot better. I I looked at the Astros and I had a conversation with Brian McTaggart, who's covered the Astros for 19 seasons for MLB.com. And you think about what they got in addition to what they already had. And I really like the acquisition of Christian Vasquez. Now, I love what Martin Maldonado does for the pitching staff. You'd argue that there's nobody better that handles the staff and is better defensively than Martin Maldonado, but they certainly got an upgrade as far as offense is concerned with Christian Vasquez. I love the fact that Trey Mancini now has an opportunity to play for a contender, and he is a guy that's a versatile player. He can play first base because Yuli Gurriel hasn't had the best production OPS there at first base, and he can also play in the outfield a little bit as well. So I I love the acquisitions there. As far as the Yankees are concerned, you know, they get Benintendi. Obviously, they're going to have to deal with the vaccination situation with that if, you know, they end up having to play Toronto a lot. Um, but I like, the, I like the depth that Benintendi provides there in the outfield. Um, I love the Frankie Montas addition. I think Frankie Montas was one of the most coveted arms on the market as far as that's concerned, with the exception of Luis Castillo. So that'll be interesting today with Luis Castillo on the hill for the Mariners and Garrett Cole on the hill for the Yankees. Uh, in that matchup today. But those are two teams, in my opinion, that didn't have to do anything and still have a viable opportunity to certainly go to the World Series. I mean, obviously, I'm not going that far out on a limb when I think the Yankees and the Astros could certainly match up in the ALCS. Um, But they just got better, and they really didn't even need to. More surprising that Contreras or J.D. Martinez didn't, didn't get traded yesterday. I don't know. I am really surprised that Contreras and Happ are still in Chicago. I'm surprised at both Chicago teams, actually, not yeah. really doing anything. I mean, I think Chicago Cubs not selling uh, Contreras and Happ is really surprising. But the White Sox, I want to say, and you have to fact check me on this, I apologize. I think the White Sox are only, what, three games out of the division right now and did nothing. So I'm I'm confused at both of those, actually, as to um, not moving um, anybody as far as the Chicago teams are concerned. J.D. Martinez, I'm also surprised uh, he did not get dealt, even if it was a rental for the remainder of the year. Um, <clears throat> you know, Boston is in a weird spot right now, and uh, I really thought that I, – I certainly did not think that the Orioles would have a better opportunity, and I'm a little confused about them selling everybody off, too, although – 
I can understand that they think that this year, even if they make the postseason, they're not going to go deep. So you might want to just build for the future. So that I, that I understand a little bit more. But um, I guess I'm probably more surprised Contreras is still in Chicago. Alana, you know Bill well. You're a friend of the show. This is the first time you and I have spoken. And as a way of introduction, we have something in common. I used to work with and for Mad Dog on Sirius. <laughs> so... He is the absolute best, but I feel like there should, I hope you're getting some form of like hazard pay for just having to <laughs> deal with him for like two hours every afternoon. No, he is the best. I agree with you. I have to say he has been the most welcoming um, I, ever. Uh, he's been a great, great um, friend and, and addition, or I've been a you know a fun addition, I hope, to his show, and he's been nothing but welcoming. I think we balance each other out. He's super intense, as you know. Yep. Um, but, and he's that way all the time. I mean, he, he, it's not like he just turns it on for the show. That literally is who he is. And, um, you know, I think he, we provide a, a good balance on high heat. He knows everything there is to know about, the history of the game and you know nobody's ever better than than Babe Ruth of course in his mind and he refuses to acknowledge any current uh, player in this era mm-hmm. but we have a good time with it and I and I hope that I provide some balance um and, and he's a ton of fun he's actually on vacation this week I'm sure he's yelling at somebody in California right now because he's in uh he's in California he said he was going to go watch Otani pitch um so it's been fun. This is my second year with Mad Dog on the show, and uh, you know I hope I can provide some sort of calmness to it. But he obviously just got elected into the Radio Hall of yep. Fame. Um, he's been doing this for a very, very long time. He's one of a kind, and, and I'm proud to uh, just be a small part of what he's doing. You guys are great together, that's for sure. What you said about him is, the, is my favorite thing, is that that's him. There's no shtick. Yeah. There's no exaggeration. He is like that all of the time, which is why hazard pay is sometimes necessary, but it makes him, (laughs) that's why he's the best. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's, he's, you know, an icon in in the world of broadcasting for a reason. And there's not many people that are, that are like him. And uh, I'm just lucky to be along for the ride. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, I know you're busy this morning. So thanks again for making time for us. We appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk to you again soon. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. That's Alana Rizzo. High heat weekday afternoons, MLB network. Uh, and really just a good timing. Alana is good as anybody to talk about Vin Scully right now after here years together with Vin on Dodgers TV as baseball processes. Well, what we knew was coming, but as Alana said, you're just never ready to have to say goodbye for real to Vin Scully passing away at the age of 94. We're a little late, so let's hustle to our next CBS Sports Radio update. Here's Erica Herskowitz. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All morning long, you're going to hear some of the best moments from Vin Scully after losing the broadcasting legend overnight at the age of 94. Alana Rizzo mentioned that call a moment ago when she joined us from MLB Network. And that call, hearing it again after Alana uh, mentioned it, that might be the best example of Vin Scully. That's Hank Aaron passing Babe Ruth for most home runs all time. And the home run was well struck, looked like a home run at contact, and Vince Scully was appropriately excited. The voice rose to the occasion, but there was no nonsense. There was no shtick. And again, this is in the days where that stuff was few and far between. But it was just a call. And then he stopped, as Alana mentioned, and just let you listen and watch Hank Aaron round the bases and the crowd react. And then he comes back to the importance of the moment on the three or four most important levels. Baseball, history, and then still current racial divide in the country. Everything that had to be said in that moment was said perfectly by Vin Scully. That's why he's the best and that's why no one's ever going to match what he accomplished in 67 years again behind the mic, most notably for the Dodgers, but the voice of baseball and a lot of historical non-baseball moments. The catch, Dwight Clark is the first that always comes to my mind. Things you might not have noticed and, and realized that Vince Scully called, he did call. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD. Veterans and their families, their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. While the Mariners have struggled since the All-Star break, going just 4-7, and seven, they continue to lead the majors in team defense. Seattle has only made 35 errors this season, good enough for a 99% fielding percentage. The Defensive Player of the Week sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. I'm Andrew Bogus, by the way, in for Bill Ryder on Wednesday. I'm here tomorrow as well. Carrington Harrison is back in the chair on Friday. And then Bill returns from this week off on Monday. It feels almost like Bill is, when I paid attention to wrestling growing up in the 80s and early 90s, when a guy was mysterious and cool and sometimes a little evil, he was introduced as from parts unknown. He was so mystical. He couldn't come from Bangor, Maine, or Austin, Texas, or Portland, Oregon, or a different country. Parts unknown. We don't even know where he came from. Bill will host this show from Parts Unknown on Monday, and Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And as you might expect, that uncertainty is not sitting well with Tom DeCelestino. So this show began with me gleefully enjoying... Another pockmark or two on Tom Brady's resume because of the Dolphins and tampering and Brady loving to be tampered with. If you find joy in 
angsty, tense, down spiraling D cell. Do I have a show for you on Monday? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm going to give you Vin Scully highlights coming back from break. I started to have some long-form thoughts on Vin before we had Alana on. I'll get back to those in hour number two as well. But I'm going to just kind of sprinkle in some some facts and nuggets here as well. And a lot of them are going to come through Fordham. Vin is a was a proud Fordham alum. I am too. So the Fordham... Athletics machine is rolling this morning, remembering Vin, just like the Dodgers and baseball and everybody else are. But one of the interesting things about one of the things that makes Vin Scully Vin Scully is there's all of these intertwined little historical nuggets. It's it's Forrest Gumbish that he just happened to always be at these places. But he played baseball at Fordham while also learning the radio craft there. And in 1947, Vin Scully and Fordham played at Yale, college baseball. Vince Scully is on the Fordham roster, on the Yale baseball roster, in this same game, in this same box score, unearthed from the Boston Globe, shared by Fordham baseball, George H.W. Bush. On a random day in 1947, Fordham and Yale played baseball, and on the field, the greatest play-by-play announcer at least in baseball, we've ever had, and a future U.S. president, the father of another U.S. president. We're halfway done with Writer Than You on this Wednesday morning. Hour number two, back to the trade deadline. More thoughts on Vin Scully, and Diesel once again brings you by yourself. All still to come right here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.